Welcome to the Clary Podcast, a division of Aaron Clary, LLC, brought to you by assholeconsulting.com, Aaron Clary, Chairman and CEO. Your host, Captain Capitalism himself, the world's only professional asshole, Aaron Clary. Morning, Clary Podcast. How are you? We're not doing the uh, not doing the YouTube. Not good. It didn't feel like it. Didn't feel like it. Even though we get the super chats, I get me my mammons. <clears throat> I get me my shekels. I get me my dollars. Uh, I didn't. I didn't want to. I want to be able to pause it and go to the bathroom, go get a soda, do what I want. Maybe even get a. Should I pour myself some more coffee? Yeah, what the hell, let's get some more coffee. Let's get Aaron. Are you really? Yep. Let me get some coffee. Gotta microwave it because the, the pot get cold. Get some coffee. Give it a second. Make your kids clean underneath their bed, guys. That's that's the way to make sure your kid has a lifelong cough. Anyway, hey, Clary Podcast, how are you? Didn't want to do... Oh, perfect. That's perfect. Didn't want to do uh, the YouTube. Because you got to be live. you got to be live. I always envy... Not envy. Um, I guess envy is the word. Or uh, admire. I guess admire is a better word. The likes of Beckloff and Forney... Um, even even Bernard Chapin, uh, when they just go live all the time on the YouTube, because that's as close to going live on radio or television as you're ever going to be. Because you know you are broadcasting live, even though maybe fifty, sixty, maybe a hundred people at most are watching. Then you're committed. There's no pause. There's no pause. There's no like I'll get up and go get lunch. And uh, I just didn't want the pressure. Didn't want the pressure. Had have had a long two months. Many of which you know. I uh, I put the finishing touches on the book that is coming out under Operation Evil that none of you will know what it's about. I have also, <clears throat> the good news is um, finally, uh, I had backed up my blog. And David Serini losing his channel is instrumental in it. And, and, oh, Aaron, you are over-worried. Oh, the censors are cut. No, they're not. The freedom of speech is here. And besides which, private companies could go ahead and destroy your work. Ladies and gentlemen, may I point out to Davis Arini's channel, uh, which I guess overnight went bye-bye. Um, all of his works people fear are gone. I will also say I fear all of his videos are gone forever because I do not charter Davis with the professionalism or responsibility to have backed up some of his better works. A lot of people are, oh, Clary, what happened? Oh, good, is this going to... I'm like, and don't worry, guys, don't worry. I have backed up 
probably more videos than I need to. Uh, back in the day, when I didn't have asshole consulting, uh, my videos were originals. All of them were originals, things I wanted to do. And some pretty in-depth ones. There's some pretty uh, instances where I took uh, speeches I had done oh, coming up on 10 years ago. Very good speech, very good economic research, very good uh, political and philosophical videos. And I backed those all up. Uh, so I have them all backed up, uh, both uh, just, just to show you. I don't like doing work twice, man. I don't like doing work twice. And I'm all about investing in insurance. <clears throat> That's why we have the USS Older Brother. We have redundancy built into the system. Pissed me off. Got me very angry. God damn it. Now I got to, instead of spending time writing another book, instead of write, instead of producing new content that would actually advance and progress people, actually contribute to GDP, now I got to piss away my money sinking it in money time. Sinking it into insurance plays. So I have older brother as a backup. I got an older brother YouTube channel. Was it necessary? No, but it had to take two weeks to set it up. Operation Evil. A, a good third of the reason of setting that up uh, anonymously is so that if, if the Google or the Amazons or the YouTubes or the Twitters don't like O'Leary and Cleary, well, there's another, there's the USS Operation Evil ready to go. But even before all that, I had known, I had the inkling, because life just wants to fuck you over. I knew, I knew that there's evil out there. And I'm like, God darn, I'm going to back this stuff up. I put time and effort into it. So I have it not only backed up, but first we got everything on YouTube. So there it is. So if you want, you could download the videos if you want to save your favorites. All right, so there's that. Second, I have them all backed up uh on hard drives multiple hard drives and thumb drives uh because videos take up a lot of space and um god i think i had a 250 gig 256 gig thumb drive and it still filled that all up and you guys want me to go to, to high resolution high def my god the amount i mean i mean terabytes of uh terabyte disk to back it all up so i got all my best videos backed up if I put together a very unique or good video, I'll back it up. It's becoming less and less common because I think we got all the low-hanging fruit out of the past seven, eight years of YouTube videos. Uh, and then not only that, but I also have off-site backup. I don't do clouds. I don't do clouds. Someone can hack it. I have physical backups at another buddy's place. In the rare case, there's tornado, famine, fat women, plague, disease, bubonic plague, uh, Viking attack. Uh, fire, fire is my main concern. Is that, that and whatever reason my physical copies and my computer gets destroyed at the Northern Command, I have an off-site backup copy. And then also, why I put together it's going to be uh, Captain Capitalism, um, love letters to the left. We're waiting on R.J. Jones to color in the artwork of some other artist. Because after a while, I'm like, okay, I'm done with. It. <laughs> Spears, get your ass over here. Get in there and relieve Dyke. That was one of those instances. And so uh, we're waiting on RJ. RJ, we're waiting on you. We are waiting on you. So that I, because I had the, um, I backed up my blog. I backed up my, long before Davis lost his channel, I backed up my blog. You guys know I did that. So there's Captain Capitalism Top Shelf. There's Captain Capitalism Reserve. Top Shelf, I have a new cover uh, up and ready. An artist out in South America or South Africa, Sonny Nukalemi, 
I think is the way you pronounce his name. He drew a really cool. You can look it up right now. Everybody, go go to go to Amazon.com. Search Captain Capitalism Top Shelf. Search it. Both Kindle and paperback. Look at the new artwork. I'll, I'll wait. I'll give you. You know what? I'm gonna go get some. While you guys, I'm. You're gonna do it. Gotta get some coffee. I should probably just finish off the pot. Go do it now. Yeah, let's finish off. Okay. Have the jitters. Have the jitters. You've been drinking all again? Yeah, coffee. Anyway, so that's that's the new cover. I'm going to be doing uh, pin-up covers for all the best of books so that they're better. Like they, It's collectible. I admit my um, my original designs were fine, but they're not anything spectacular. I'm like, yeah, let's make these works of art. You know, let's make them nice works of art. Let's put a little little, uh, little artistic form up there. So uh, we're going to have uh, Captain Capitalism Top Shelf. That's already done. Captain Capitalism Reserved. Um, I got to get another artist for that. And then... Uh, the new one coming out, Love Letters to the Left. Uh, the book's up, re uploaded and ready to go. The only thing I'm waiting for is on the artist. That's the only thing. It's sad when the author can write books faster than covers can be drawn. <laughs> I'm just that good. I just sat down in the day. I, you want to talk about having security and um, stability in your life. You got to realize it starts with you. And I it's I write fast. I write fast. And the reason is fear. The reason is fear. I eat fast. The reason is fear that I'm not going to have enough time. And if I delay and procrastinate, it's not going to get done. And you know what? It's 100% true. It's 100% true. I have very little risk in my life because I attacked all the major problems in my life early on. Paid off my mortgage early, set up companies early, set up backup and redundancy companies early. Oh my God, what a pain in the ass. But I did it. I did it. Operation Evil has its own LLC now. I have my own LLC and operate. You know how long that took me? A day. I, an afternoon, actually. And this was in, in the throes of writing my Operation Evil book. Even got some golfing. But in one day, one afternoon, I had set up an LLC, got a bank account, funded it, uh, an entire alternative Clary, Operation Evil Clary, if you can imagine that, an Operation Evil Clary, as if the real Clary wasn't badass enough. Now you have a mean motherfucker. You know, like Superman, you got evil Superman or evil Batman, something happens, Chemical experiment gone wrong, and then an evil doppelganger shows up. That's Operation A. That was done in an afternoon. Alternative media sites, social media, all set up and done. <clears throat> and all stems from fear. What's wrong with you? Fear, ma'am! Fear! Dollar to anyone who can guess what movie that's from. Great movie. I'll give you a hint. Very few lines, too. Anne Starr is one of the few dwindling real men in, a, in Hollywood. 
Uh, but that's that's uh, that's why I got uh, the book. I, I got my blog backed up in a day. It takes time. You got to organize it, put it into categories, copy and paste, table of content. That was all done in a day. And then it takes two months for an artist to get a goddamn. He doesn't even do the cover. All I'm like, look, I need a picture of a pinup girl, classic 1950s pinup girl. Can you draw that? Yeah, I can't. All right. Here's your money. Get it done two months later. Uh, hey, you know, I got my end done, which was the hard work, the, the majority of the lion's share of the work in a day. What's this shit? <clears throat> and those are the people that are going to be poor. Those are the people that struggle. Those are the people who just happen to have this addiction to laziness and sloth. I, and I don't get it. I don't get it where if you can work fast and get it done... And know that the rest of your week is going to be secure. Your food sources are going to be secure. Your income sources are going to be secure. How, how do you sleep at night? Like worrying about, do you compartmentalize? Do you liberals and leftists and, and not just those, but you high spender conservatives that got to keep up with the Joneses, with your McMansion mortgages and your, and your auto loans? Do you just not think about it? You must. You must ignore it. You must you must bury your heads in the sandwich because I don't know how else you, you face your fears. Apparently you don't. You're all cowards. You just... Oh, I don't think about it. I, I, how else... How, I, I answered my own question. How else do you get these occasional articles of these dipshits when it comes to their mortgages or their credit card debts who didn't understand compounded interest? <laughs> well, the absolute worst thing you could do is bury your head in the sand about debts that are accruing interest at double-digit interest rates. I got a corporate credit card for Operation Evil, and it says 14.29 annual percentage yield, and I got good credit. I'm like, holy shit. What do you charge somebody who's got bad credit? What? Holy crap. I'm like, every month I'm paying off this, in I'm paying off this balance. That's, I'm, I'm acutely aware of that. And then you morons, where your student loans accrue at 6 to 7%, that's still a good clip. That'll that'll double in a, in a decade. And here you go, I didn't know it was going to double. I didn't you know. I made the minimum payments, and I didn't grow. The balance crisis, my God, this is the Republicans' fault. This is white people's fault. This is this is people with penile fault. Not my fault I'm a fucking dipshit with a college degree. Somebody gotta do something about it. I didn't know spreading my legs and having a guy come inside me would result in kids and, and expand. And someone's gotta do something. And and, 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 and then you wonder, you know, oh, Aaron, Aaron, why you, why you gotta loosen up, man? You gotta loosen up. No, if I loosen up, I'm gonna become like those fucking morons. Well, come on now, there's happy medium. Yeah, happy medium. Just what I wanna be. Happy medium. Average. Tapioca pudding. Vanilla ice cream. That's exactly what I wanna be in my life. Loosen up is translate. That's English, or that's a, 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 a conforming ease for be normal. Be average. So I got the book backed up. Now I don't have to worry. I don't have to worry if my YouTube gets shut down. I don't have to worry if Amazon says, oh, yeah, we don't like what you said here. We got to get rid of that. Because it's bad and physical. That's the other thing is it's a physical book. And I have digital copies of, of all my books, of course. 
You, know, you see what happened to Rouge or Alex Jones or something. It's like, really? Over a dating book? Really? <laughs> truly bigots. Truly bigots. That poor, that poor Rouge. Yeah, a, a dating book. My God. Okay, I guess you just don't like it. It is. It is bigotry. It is bigotry. <clears throat> Against the independent thought of others. But the book was backed up in a day. My YouTubes are constantly backed up. My other book that I'm coming out with, that's banged out. That's going to be backed up. There's physical copies out there. It's too late. The The ideas are out there now. They You can't get them back. You can't get them. They're going to have to go into a lot of book burning. And I think even when the Nazis did it, it was more symbolic. They weren't trying to actually eliminate thought. Well, they are. They were trying to eliminate thoughts through other ways. You had wrong think, okay? But the book burning was more like a protest. There's too many books of bachelor economics. There's too many copies of Worthless out there. Too many. The thoughts have already been put out there. Unfortunately, no one's passing on those thoughts. Oh, my God. I'm so pissed off. That would have been one thing nice to see before I died was the destruction of higher education where kids finally woke up and said, we're not majoring in the liberals. And not, not higher education, but the elimination or the the eschewment the avoidance, the ditching of the humanities and the liberal arts. To a certain extent, it has happened. Like, Hungary just shut down their women's studies program. Japan no longer funds the liberal arts. Um, I mean, it's slowly happening. I think maybe when I'm... It'll be like um, in the good, the bad, and the ugly, you know? I'm that captain, the drunk captain, when they're, they're lining up against the Confederates in the Union. Anybody see that movie? And then, uh, what is it, Blondie and Tuco come up. We wish, we wish to enlist, sir. Like, well, you better distinguish rank. And he's just drunk because they're fighting over this lousy, stinking bridge. And all he wants to do is destroy the bridge because then there wouldn't be this loss of human life on both sides. And then um, uh, he's, he's got, but his orders are to keep the bridge. Got to keep that bridge. This one lousy, stupid bridge. <clears throat> And he just drinks because there's no solution. Why not be stupidly happy? You know, why not pickle your brain with booze? Makes a lot of sense. And then um, the initial salvo starts firing and there's explosions and uh, everyone's getting killed. And then the the captain's mortally wounded. And uh, Tuco and Blondie have a... uh, an ulterior motive to get the gold. And they say, hey, you know, if that bridge isn't here anymore... These idiots won't have a reason to fight, and they'll be gone. We could continue on and go get our gold on the other side of the river. Yeah, you're right, says Clint Eastwood. And then they blow up the bridge. And But before they take off, they say, listen to this explosion. And then one of the sadder scenes is there's the captain dying, and he hears the, the bridge exploding. He just smiles because he, he hated that bridge. Bridge kept him there. Bridge made him do things he didn't want to do. That's all I want. All I want as on my deathbed is to have someone report to me they closed down all the liberal arts colleges or they defunded liberal arts. The, the government is no longer giving student loans to the liberal arts or humanities. Then they'll play that music. Great movie if you haven't seen it, by the way. <clears throat> and no, I haven't seen Dr. Strange Love yet. I'm not seeing that. I might watch. It's rainy day out here in the Twin Cities. Cold and cloudy. I did all my working out yesterday. 
Maybe I'll watch it this afternoon. I don't know. What was I talking about? Oh, so do not worry. Everything's backed up. I just wish that these books... I don't know. Is it going to be one of those things I'll be like, uh, oh, who is it? They weren't famous until long after they died. He was ahead of his time. I don't want to be ahead of my time. I want to capitalize on it. I want to make money now. I don't even care about recognition. I want, hey, you know, Aaron Clary, I don't want even that. No, just give me the money. Just give me the money. No, I don't want fame. I just give me the freaking money. Then I'll be done. And I, I, I'm, I'm really close to where it's just like, hey, I did the math and I can ride my motorcycle till I die. I'll have food, clothing, and shelter, and gas, and insurance, and everything paid for. Just give me the freaking money. No, I don't care. You could say someone else warned you about it. I don't care. I don't care. All I want is the money and then the victory to see the liberal arts profession, if you could call it that, all those those shysters and, and the, the, the genuine parasitic class of professors and guidance counselors, diversity. I want to see them forced to work in the coal mines. I want to see them do an honest day's worth of work. And I could die like that captain with a smile on my face. Um, should we do some sponsors here? We have the quintessentialist.blogspot.com. Search him. But also check out his book, The Great Emu War. E-M-U War. It's, uh, it's actually kind of a funny story, a true story, about how Australia declared war on a bird that was wreaking havoc on agricultural land, and they lost. And um, you want to see a folly in government policy. We're, we're government. We're going to stop nature. You can check that out. The Great Emu War. E-M-U War. That's the only book out there on Amazon.com that you're going to find. Orion's Cold Fire. Check that out. Orion'sColdFire.com. Actually, you know, let's check that out now. Let's take a look at that. I wonder if he took any more pictures. ColdFire.com. <clears throat> He writes, but I like his photography the best because, again, he goes to places where I go. Photo of the day. Oh, he does this. He does the same thing my girlfriend does. Takes pictures of leaves. Close-up of leaves. He found some mushrooms. Took a picture of the mushrooms. Oh, this is a nice one. Fall colors. That's real nice. That's a good one right there. That's very nice. I've been running a lot now because it's the perfect weather for running. And um, it's only about a two-week span of time in the Twin Cities where if you go running out during the day and the sun is out, the leaves have not blown, blown off the trees yet, and you get a nice colorful canopy. So the sun, the, the, the leaves act more as like a, a lens or a stained glass window, and it colors the light underneath the canopy of trees. And so if you go running early, it's a red, you know, you got this nice red hue. Um, if you go running a little bit later in the season, it's yellow as the leaves turn yellow and it just provides this wonderful, I mean, it's all yellow, all yellow. The light is yellow. The leaves are yellow. The ground is yellow because the leaves have fallen on the thing. The only different color is actually the stem of the trees, which is brown. Uh, but it's a very short lived part of the season. It's very nice. Yeah. He's got some nice fall colors here. Pictures. What are you taking pictures of moss for? What What is with the moss? Aaron, not all pictures have to be these epic landscapes of the American West. Yes, they do. There we go. Where's this? Oh, I know that. That's Lake Mead. Right there. Yeah, there is Lake Mead. I recognize that a mile away. I know. I even know what marina that is. That's the one you are up by the uh, casino 
right there on Highway 95, going to Kingsman. I know exactly where that is. He must have traveled because now he's back. And he's taking pictures of dairy cows. There's no dairy cows. Where the hell are you going? Now you're on the Atlantic. Oh, no, you're Pacific, Portland. Anyway, check that out. Ryan's Cold Fire. I like the photography there. Oh, what else we got? Uh, check out our good friend, Push a Rubber Downhill, our, our good buddy, Adam Piggott, uh, who has gone through a hellish experience. Unfortunately, his wife left him. Um, and I hate to simplify it so simply, but because reasons. <laughs> it, it's one of those deals where the one thing I learned really early on, and you boys could pay attention, you men could pay attention, the why doesn't matter. All that matters is what is. And I think Adam knows that. I think if there's been anyone prepared and trained for such an instance, it would be Adam. But I remember many years ago, I was even in my 20s, I had a friend who was in his 50s, younger 50s. And this guy was so obsessed about women. And this guy was, was aside from being obsessed about women, he was a true alpha male. This guy was a pilot. He was damn good looking. Rich. Just, and, and a great guy, a great guy. He just had, he just had that flaw that, that man, he had to have women. And so he could probably have any woman he wanted. But this one gal broke up with him and he just couldn't understand. He, he obsessed and tortured himself for months, for months. And at the time I was one of his better friends. And after a while I said, dude, it doesn't matter why. It doesn't matter why, because I guarantee you it has nothing to do with you. There's nothing you could have done. Nothing. It's all on her. You guys have got to realize that that this is, it's not a, men don't control 100% of the formula. The other half comes from women. This is a, it takes two to tango. And half the time, the problem's going to be on the side of the women. And I'm going to say it because of the mentality of women, more than half the time, the problem's on the side of the women. Especially if you are playing it straight and right. You do everything you can. You're in shape. And all the, the social, educational, career, everything that goes into telling women nowadays that you need no... I mean, the, the propaganda is relentless, nonstop, and almost total. That there's really nothing you can do. And it's sad. I mean, you girls want, I don't think even, I've even, I don't even think women want marriage anymore. I don't think women, I mean, they say that. Uh, but I honestly think that that uh, on a conscious level, women have been so propagandized that marriages, they may want it in some kind of tacit political platform statement. Yes, I would like to get married and have kids. But in their, in their brain, I'm going to say, it really ranks sixth, seventh, eighth place. Uh, because they have in condition to put other things ahead of that. In their hearts, in their souls of souls, I still believe that genetics, you know, this is why they cry themselves to sleep, because it conflicts. Their frontal lobes conflict with the rest of the brain and their heart and their ovaries. And then they cry, and, and I don't care. They've, they've chosen their path. Um, but that's, that's that side. That, that, that's, that's them. And I can almost guarantee... Uh, that in the case of uh, uh, Adam, <clears throat> uh, it's it, it's nothing nothing he could have done, and I think he knows that. But let's use that and the st the 
study of my buddy. And then many of you, I guarantee, I almost guarantee, as sure as you have a girl standing you up, as sure as you have that girl that's crazy that you dated but was hot and, and was a, a, a mad woman in the bed, uh, it's almost a guarantee that you're going to have one of these instances where it's like, what the hell did I do? And you're going to have to understand, and you're going to rack your brain about it. You're going to rack your brain trying to figure, what did I do? There's nothing to figure out. There is no puzzle to solve here. It wasn't you. It was her. It really was her. It, It doesn't matter. You don't even stop wasting your calories of energy worrying about the why and merely accept what is. Why did the meteorite hit that person? Why did the sniper, here's a perfect example. Here's a Another perfect example. My grandfather, um, well, both my grandfathers were in World War II, one Pacific, one European theater. Uh, my grandpa, who was in the European theater, they're marching double file. And a sniper got the guy next to him. A good question might be, well, why did he choose him and not me? There is no reason. He did. He did. He chose that guy. That's it. Oh, Cappy was that close from never existing in the first place. Because the the sniper could have just as well picked my grandfather. And it's pointless to ask a question. I said it was a good question. It's actually a stupid question. Well, why did he pick him? He just chose him. Maybe it was a better angle. And it doesn't matter. You lived. That's the result. The consequence. So don't even figure out or worry about the, the origins or the pathology or the genesis of this situation. That is a moot discussion. It only matters what is. And now, Mr. Piggott, you know, I feel bad. I mean, not to not to belittle his experience, but I think if you want to learn something, watch watch Adam, watch Mr. Piggott, see how he handles it. Obviously, he's not going to be producing a lot of content. Uh, but you want to see a recovery? You want to see how to do it? And this is the majority of men. The majority of you men out there are going to have some kind of devastating relationship-breaking thing like this happen to you. This is a guarantee. The majority. This bullshit where you're married till death do you, that, that is about as valid now as when you put in your 35 years with a, a single employer. I, I'm sure there's a, a common origin or cause for this. But the days where you worked for one employer, you put your 35 years in, you got your golden watch, you got a pension, those days are gone just as much as you got married to one gal, you stuck together till death do you part, and then uh, 60 years from now, they do some kind of local news story about, oh, Tilly and Herbert have been celebrating their 70 years of matrimonial bliss this day. And all girls, oh my God, I want that. No, you <laughs> I know in the heart, in your heart of hearts, you girls probably do want that. But what constructive, uh, practical steps are you taking? You got it, it's sad. It's so sad. <clears throat> it's so sad. I even I had a conversation, great conversation, with TJ Martinell. And he's no young pup. I mean, I know we gave him guff. We got him booster seats and got him kitty menu. We we're all hanging out with him at, a, at an author's convention. And we picked on him because he's the younger one. But the t- he's still 30. He's still got some hope in him. And it's like, there is no hope. Only Zool. No, just kidding. And he's like, yeah, but I want to find a wife. And I, I kept looking at him. And maybe it's just because you've been on the front lines too damn long. Like, it, 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 no. You young boys have got to realize this. And, it's, you know, we're old farts. 
And it's not just because we're old and we've had this experience and that we're jaded. It's that we looked at the statistics and, and not only was it bad for our generation, it's worse for yours. I've had several requests now on Ansel Consulting where you, you guys want to get married. I understand you want to get married. I understand you want to have kids. I understand that. You at least are being honest with your hardcore genetic uh, uh, Darwinistic programming. You're being honest. You're being honest. Uh, Coach Redpill even said, you are a fool to say that men don't need women and women don't need, need men. You're a fool. And at least men are not being fools in this regard where we say, yeah, we do need women. Or we, in a technical sense, we don't need it, but I don't know what else you're going to do in life. You, you're going to do yourself a great favor in accurately diagnosing the situation at hand and admit the premise, the true premise, the true assumption up front, I want a woman. Because then you have sanity, at least. You may not get a woman, but at least you will understand what's going on. You will not be crying yourself to sleep. <laughs> Where the tra the irony of all ironies, guys throw themselves at you at a night of clubbing. You're out there dressed like a, like a low-hanging fruit, and then you reject all their advances. Then you go back home and cry yourself to sleep because you can't find a man. I don't know what insane, uh, insane life that is like. I don't know what that insanity feels like, but I bet you it really freaking sucks. That is what you men can avoid. And that's what I'm trying to convey to young T.J. Martinell and all you younger boys out there, boys. Young gentlemen, you may not get what you want. And you've got to prepare yourself for that fact. Women are not conditioned to get married. And if they are conditioned to get married, they are not conditioned to be lifelong spouses or wives. They're not. One in two getting divorced. Shit. It's not going to it's, it's be. And I know they say, oh, the divorce rate is going down. Well, yeah, that's because people aren't getting married in the first place. And you could be dating somebody for a long term and break up. It's still the effective same thing. I mean, you throw those statistics in there. I don't, you know, you date a girl for three years and then she, and it doesn't matter what word she say because the why doesn't matter. All that matters is what is. Okay, fine. <laughs> you really want to be a trooper? Uh, all right. And it's going to hurt for you young boys out there because you're going to get invested. You're going to fall into love or love, maybe even actual love. And then you're like, stab. <laughs> As she jabs the, the knife into your heart. And you're like, <gasps> and she's like, because again, the words doesn't matter. All that matters is there's a knife in your heart. And then how are you going to react to that? Well, why is there a knife in my heart? Just, I, you know what? Maybe, maybe stop the bleeding. Maybe deal with the fact there's a knife in your heart. And so what I'm trying to convey to you young boys out there is <clears throat> we got this paradox we got this this catch-22, this irony. Women are being trained and programmed that they effectively do not want marriage. I know deep down in the programming they do want marriage. I know that they say as a platform policy that inevitably they like to get married and have kids. But when it comes to functional, practical behaviors and actions in the real world, the is is that they do not want to. Right? I know you guys all like talking about the wall. Ooh, women will come. No, they don't because you men keep throwing themselves at you. It's not gonna, it's not gonna, they're never going to snap out of it. You, you can boycott them like you MGTOWs or virgin towels. But it's, it, for every one of you, there's 100 guys that will fill in your spot. Okay, These girls are not going to wake up to that. And you boys have to realize that. 
women are not in the marriage market. They are not in the, I want to raise kids and be a housewife. They're not there. And I don't think any of them will be because again, the is, they may have it in their mind that someday, someday they're going to go and get married and have kids. But then that someday is like 45. Why, why do you think these articles about freezing their eggs are so popular? There was another one. I'm not going to go look it up because we don't have to rehash this again. That is proof. That's empirical evidence that these women's expectations are not in line with their actions. They are, it's that, that idea of having children and getting married and putting men in their lives, it never gets to the frontal lobes where it's actionable. And then the time ticks out, and now they're like, well, I better freeze my eggs. What's even scarier is that to freeze your eggs, healthy ones anyway, you can't be doing that at 45. Women are already knowing this at 30, which even tells you then that they know they're not going to be ready in 10 years to get married and have kids. So they're, again, they're like, and instead of saying, hey, is biology or the real world trying to tell me something? They're going to say, hey, I could just freeze my eggs. They're like, the old captain has high cholesterol. And I, I don't want to go on a statin. I don't. I don't want no drugs. I don't like to. The only drugs I ever do is booze and sleeping pills. Not together, though, by the way. You shouldn't do that. It kind of ends up in death. Uh, that's the only thing that everyone, I even don't like taking aspirin. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll take an aspirin. I mean, once every five years, I'll take an aspirin. Uh, so I'm very, I, I eschew, like, let me see if I can do it naturally. Holy, sh girls are all about being organic and that. Oh, but hey, when it comes to eggs, let's get some Frankenstein science in here and go freeze my eggs. <laughs> and then the articles were then one gal, she spent Lord knows how much and eh, X percent of the eggs died in the thawing process. And now, now she has herself a child. Of course, no father around. That's what is, gentlemen. That is what is. It's not what, what you'd like. And so the paradox is, even if you acknowledge, like a TJ, like my client, I'd like to get married and have kids. Well, good for you, Skippy. Good for you. I, there's some out there. There's some gals out there that are traditional. There's some gals out there that, that, uh, that want to. <clears throat> and there's some women out there, young women, because uh, you have to be if you're going to have kids uh, that are aware of biology and reality, and and and, and you're going you're going to have to go. I don't know how you find them. The traditional route was when you go to church, you find something traditional. But man, I there, there's horror stories. There's even what I I'm thoroughly convinced Christian women are even more insane uh, than secular women. But it's just not, it's not our time, you know? Uh, history has bouts of where certain things just don't happen or certain things do happen. And this could be one of those instances where women, an entire, I'd say three generations of women now, are programmed and trained not to be mothers and not to be wives. And what's sad is when you say, you say something like that today, and women are like, good, that's sexist. We're not done. We're done with these traditional rot. And it's like the, the lack of wisdom, the foolishness where they attack a statement like that. Women are being trained not to be wives or mothers. And then they attack that. Where, where 
nature, mother nature has said that for millions of years. Why do women have tits? You know, why why does the plumbing work the way it does? What what do you think? Isn't isn't that kind of like and so when you look at it that way, it's just like you know who the fools are. You know who's wrong. Mother nature's gonna win. Mother nature's gonna win in the end. It's just this temporary mental insanity, this mental virus where women have put careers and educations and 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 purses and shoes above their biological drives. And and brilliantly and successfully so. I have to applaud. I have to applaud higher education, marketing, media. I have to applaud you how you have managed to get three generations of women to ignore their biological drives and profit off of them mightily. Uh, trillions of dollars. The higher education industry, the fashion industry, um, the, uh, I don't know, women's empowerment industry, corporations, they've made trillions of dollars either because you've paid them money directly for $3,000 purses, $200,000 master's degrees, or uh, you've given them labor, taxable, oh, government's made trillions off of women working in the labor force, and you've lowered in, or at least depressed wages so corporations don't have to pay as much. You've not, not doubled, but increased the labor market by a good 50%, higher than what it normally would have been. Oh, corporations love the fact you women came in here. And then let's not talk about the entire make-work government industry, that well, not even make-work, real work, that now you have to hire other people, predominantly women, to go raise other people's children. All taxable, by the way. All taxable. So you could make your sociology, you could put your sociology degree to work. I are so smart. And you know who suffers, you know who suffers. Here's, here's, here's what's really funny or ironic or the poetic justice. Is it is the women that suffer. It is the women. Their happiness is going down. They're stressed out. The, the you can have it all, the triple threat. Oh, has that ruined millions of women's lives? That Oprah bullshit where you can be a wife, a mother, and a careerist. No, you can't. But by all means, ladies, go ahead. And you know what men have done? I mean, now, men have suffered as well. Get divorced. But I think... The tide is kind of getting turned. I mean, it's it's make men are proposing as soon. Men are proposing as much, cohabitating, and men's happiness has stayed the same. We've stayed level. And you may say, "Oh, we're never." I think the red pill is getting out there more and more and more. Young men are uh, getting hip to the jive, as it were, uh, and they're like, "I hey, know. No, I'm not proposing. No, no. I saw what happened to my dad. I saw what happened to my brother. No, I, I'm not. No." A lot of times, women just don't want to get... I mean, that's where men are postponing the marriage. But a lot of times, there's just no girl available. And I think maybe that's what we're seeing with, with the millennials and maybe even Gen Z nowadays is a, a young man, I had a 23-year-old client. I'm like, oh, you're not going to find that. You're not going to find a, a 23-year-old girl who wants to get married and have kids. What is this, Little House on the Prairie? What? 23 would be an old hag by that time. The, the option isn't even there. And these, these women, they're, they're programmed. They're on the train, man. They're on the train to Auschwitz to go and just have their lives ruined by, by feminist concentration camp guards. It, they're, they're gone. And so if you could find a, a nice gal 
That's that's okay. Go, go. You want to have kids? It's your biological imperative, but it is going to be so rare. You find a mature enough young woman who's like, yes, I'm going to, you know, we're division of labor. You go make the money. I'll take care of the household and the budget and everything and take care of the kids. We'll make sure housekeeping and everything like that. And, and yep, you know, captain officer, old school nuclear family. No, it, and you guys, and this is the point I'm trying to make. You're going to have to admit that statistical reality. You're going to have to admit and acknowledge uh, that these you just may not be, it's not in the cards. This generation, your life, you may not get married for a high percentage of you. Uh, because I would, it's really hard to estimate because it's, it's impossible to estimate truly. But the percentage of men who want to get married and have a family, it's hard to measure as a percentage of the population. But I would say for the millennial and Gen Z generation, I'd say there are three times as many men, may not be a majority of the population, but there are three times as many men who know they want to get married and have a family as there are women. Maybe if it's it's five times as many because that, that indoctrination is so thorough and complete uh, that there's there's just not enough women. It's like having a high IQ. You know, once once you hit two or three standard deviations to the right of the bell curve for smart guys, and because of uh, the flatter bell distribution of, of male intelligence where there's more dumb men than there are dumb women, but there's also more smart men than there are smart women, it, it's almost like being, the, you know, electrical engineering major and there's like the three hot chicks or not even hot chicks there's the three chicks in your entire electrical engineering program and there's 40 guys those are the numbers you're looking at i would almost guarantee you it's somewhat of a similar ratio between the number of men who know they want to get married and have a traditional nuclear family and the number of women that are that are willing to do it that want that as well so sorry gentlemen sorry adam that's the way that one went and uh, like I said, I, I think the best we can hope for is sanity and understanding. I think that's the best we can hope for. What what we wanted or what has been traditional is not, we're just not going to get it. And the sooner you realize that, I think the better off mentally we'll all be. And then you know what? If you get it, hey, it's it's a it's a blessing. It's a surprise. It's a gift. You're, you, you appreciate it even more. But I don't want you guys wasting your time, your efforts, your energy, your strife, your struggle... Holding out for something that just isn't going to be. I mean, you know, keep a couple lines out there. Yeah, date, be blunt, be direct. Like, no, I still think the lightning rod is like, look, I want a nuclear family. And I'm getting married once. And there's no divorce. There's going to be a prenup. Uh, you're going to take care of the kids. And, and you're going to take care of the house. You know, that's it. End of discussion. You know, and if you don't like, fine, fine. You know, we can have sex. We can We can fling around. That's cool. But we're not get, you're not the steady Eddie girl. You're just not. Have fun with your cats. Used to think that was kind of like an overtiring uh, condemnation, but now it's, it's really true. Uh, how about the news? You guys like the news? Now listen, man, I like the news. You guys like the news? From Yahoo News, which isn't news. Venezuelan exiles turn to prostitution to feed families. Now, there's other articles I found about uh, women in Venezuela resorting to prostitution, but these are women who have, they're exiles. They've escaped Venezuela. And instead of being guidance counselors, teachers, social workers, diversity counselors, and, and other Latin American countries, apparently there's no government programs 
jobs programs for women. Guess what they've resorted to? Prostitution. Imagine that. Calamar, Colombia. Back in Venezuela, there were teachers, police officers, and newspaper carriers, but they were forced to flee their homeland in search for, of work and money to survive. But the women without identity papers ended up working as prostitutes in sordid bars in Colombia, saving all they can to provide for their families back home, still in the throes of <coughs> economic price, crisis, which you know is not true because Venezuela is a communist paradise and we know it's just a booming economy. Mother of three, Patricia, 30, was beat. Okay, stop. Stop. I'm going to, the old captain cares, right? And let me show you why I'm truly not racist. I'm going to help out our Latino and Latina brothers and sisters, right? <clears throat> the reason you are not making as much money as whites or Asians actually does not have anything to do with your income, okay? This is a simple division problem, all right? It is not... The color of your skin, it's not that whitey has magic powers or Asians even have more magic powers or Jews even more magical powers than that. This is simple division, right? Everyone keeps focusing on the numerator, how much money. No one focuses on the denominator per capita. That's how we measure how much wealth you have. Income per capita, wealth per capita, GDP per capita. Let me ask you this. Why is a mother of three going and resorting to prostitution? What if she didn't have the three mouths to feed? Would Patricia have to go and be a whore? Or she could be a whore and not send money back to the fam. I Look, guys, the number one cause of poverty is children you can't afford. Period. End of discussion. It addresses pretty much every country, every race across the globe. Somalia, Chad, uh, Sudan. Right now, admittedly, there's some numerator issues. There's they're not exactly economic powerhouses over there. I grant you that, but when you look at how many children each woman has on average, it's eight. Well, gee whiz! I wonder if if uh, Ukabuku stops spreading her legs, or we maybe introduce the pill over there. Maybe your income per capita. Imagine that. I, let's just say you didn't have eight kids, you had uh, two. All right, two. So that would be uh, how would I do the math. You're, you're, you're uh, assuming a mother and father live together. <laughs> oh, 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 Aaron, in your Ward Cleaver ways. Oh, my goodness. Let's just assume. So you went from a family of 8 to 4 to, no, 10 to 4, 2.5. You could overnight increase your income per capita by 250% by simply not spitting out kids. Don't say, oh, it's the whitey man keeping his dead. <laughs> maybe there's, maybe the reason there's that caravan coming up here, leaving their socialist shitholes, coming to a, quote, racist Trump hates us country. I mean, if, if you hate the country that much, why are you coming here? Maybe, it's, oh, it's, it's brilliant how immigrants think that we have magic dirt. They think that there's something special about American dirt. Like once you cross this arbitrary line in the desert, hey, now we're now we're successful. <laughs> no, you have too many damn kids. That's what it is. That's all it is. And Patricia, who's not only whore, but is a stupid whore. I bet you the father's not gonna be available for comment on this one. 
She had three kids. How much better do you think she would have survived the socialist dictatorship of Chavez and, and Maduro? How much better off do you think she'd be if she didn't fucking spread her legs? Or she could have spread her legs as many times as she wanted, but she either got the fucking birth control pill or had an abortion. And imagine what a great time her three children are having now, right? Because all life is precious. Never mind living in a fucking dictatorship. A mom's a whore in a different country, spreading her legs, catching diseases, shipping back some fucking boulevards or some pesos or whatever the fucking currency is down there. Don't tell me racism. How about stop spreading your legs? And that is friendly advice. That is the best fucking economic advice the entire Latina and Latino American or Latin community period would ever get. Stop spitting out more kids than you can afford. Period. End of discussion. Clary's economic plan did more to boost the standards of living of uh, of, uh, traditionally impoverished countries in the world. Again, I'll be like, uh, what's his name? Tesla, no one will remember. Hey, did you know Aaron Clary had this crazy revolutionary idea that instead of focusing on the numerator of income, that we should instead focus on the capital? Holy shit! Latinas and Latinos, close wage gap. Say thank you, Aaron Clary, a crazy former Irishman who unfortunately was Scandinavian. Mother of three, Patricia, 30, was beaten, raped, and sodomized by a drunken client, but she keeps on working in a brothel in Calamar in the center of the country. Oh. Uh, there are customers who treat you badly, and that is horrible, she says. Every day I pray to God that they are good to us. Allegra is a teacher of history and geography. Oh, I bet you she has a happy story, because teachers. But in a Venezuela gripped by chronic hyperinflation, she was earning just 312,000 bolivars a month, less than a dollar. But see... They just haven't done it right. You see, Venezuela, they did it wrong because in America, when we do socialism, the teachers are going to get paid $100,000 a year because we deserve it. Her salary was not enough even for a packet of pasta. The 26-year-old mother of a four-year-old. Where's the fucking dad? Why did you have a kid? So let me get this right. You're 26, you you fucked when you were 21, had the kid at 22, your kid's four. Five years ago, did you not notice the shitty Venezuelan economy? Did you say, hey, maybe I shouldn't bring a kid in a... No! Because reasons. Let me guess, you're in your situation because of whitey, right? Because of America. America is your oppressor, but you're going to all want to come here, I bet. In February, she crossed the border into Colombia. She initially worked for three months as a waitress in the East, a job which offered room and board, but Allegra was never paid getting by on tips. I sent my tips home to my family, she said. Six people! Including her son were relying on her. How's that third and second world culture coming where mom and dad just sit on their asses and rely on you young kids to fucking pay for everything? That seems to be a common refrain here among the American Latino and the American uh, Asian cultures. Where you're just supposed to go out and make money and give it to your mom and dad who just sit on their duffs. And I don't know, I don't know why 
a lot of these Asian cultures and, and countries and the Latin cultures and countries, why do you have income per capita? Why are you booming global powers like Switzerland or, or, or uh, what's the other one? Uh, Andorra or Malta or Monaco. Why don't you have $60,000 per income? Why, why don't you? <clears throat> Eventually, even those were confiscated. Oh, by the socialist governments that you guys all had to face? Did you girls vote in the government to take care of you and not the fathers? Not the husbands? So Allegria made her way south to Calamar, which is located in an area scarred by decades of armed conflict. The region... I, oh! I wonder if the FARC leftist guerrillas are down there, too. I wonder if socialism is just wonderful. The region is a hub for drug trafficking and a bastion for dissident former FARC guerrillas. <laughs> you girls can't vote for enough leftist dick, can ya? With nine other women, Allegria, a pseudonym she gave AFP for the story that means happiness, prostitutes herself every night in a bar in the town of 3,000 people. Each client pays her between 30,000 and 50,000 pesos. Again, another instance of where your socialism gets you, which is only 11 or $16, of which 7000 is kept by the establishment's manager. On a good night, Allegra can earn the equivalent between 30 and and $100. You know, I earned that in 15 minutes doing asshole consulting, you know. But, you know, ignore Western civilization. What could you possibly learn? They, it's all, what is the word that everyone uses to excuse the fact that they breed more kids than they can have, and that's why they're poor. Colonialism, neo-colonialism, that's what it is. We never intended on prostituting ourselves. Well, did you, if you voted leftist, you did. Girls, if you vote left long enough, you inevitably are voting to prostitute yourself, and I'll explain why down the road here. We're doing it because of the crisis, said Jolie, her voice cracking. This 35-year-old lost her job. Oh, Jolie, we're on to a third girl now. This 35-year-old lost her job as a newspaper carrier. Wow, not an engineer? Come on, man. Winning in STEM. Because there was no more paper to print them. <laughs> oh my God, you lost your job because in a country filled with trees with a freaking jungle, there's no paper. <laughs> After four years of recessions and years of financial mismanagement, Venezuela's crisis has seen poverty soar as basic necessities such as food and medicine became scarce. Inflation is set to hit a staggering 1.4 million percent this year, according to the International Monetary Fund, which says 2019 will see that figure reach an astronomical, astronomical 10 million percent. All right, here we go again, guys. Like I said, I just looked at the article. I just looked at the title. I didn't... I, how right I am. Jolie left her three children with her mother. Why not the father? Why? Oh, my God. Don't ever tell me it's Whitey's fault your countries suck. Don't tell me it's neocolonialism. Don't tell me it's sexism. Don't tell me it's the patriarchy. Don't tell me it's global warming. You dumb fucking broad spread your legs and you spit out way too many damn children. Period. This is not complex. This doesn't need a sociological political analysis. You're a bunch of dumb fucking whores who can't keep your legs shut. And I'm even for you spreading your legs. I don't know if you heard about it, 
I don't know if the technology has reached like electricity or the internet. You guys got internet down there and then in these uh, South American countries? All right, you must have the pill and abortions too. Jolie left her three children with her mother before trekking from town to town and looking to job to job to make ends meet. What if you just didn't have the damn kids? When she crossed the border into Colombia without a passport, she had nothing but clothes she was wearing. Oh, she had more than that. She had what men want. That's called a vagina. We're going to get to that later, too. Some 1.9 million Venezuelans have fled the crisis-ridden country since 2015, according to the United Nations. Opt-out options. Jolie's story is a painful one. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it's all great. Because yeah, escaping socialist shitholes to go to slightly less uh, socialist shitholes is wonderful. I'm sure it's great. She is divorced from the father of her children, but he died of renal failure. All right. That's the first legitimate, that's the first legitimate excuse I've heard. <clears throat> I'm sorry for that. Denying her the help she needed to raise them. Well, you divorced them. So what it, like, she, like he has a job. Like there's a job in Venezuela. Then she said the man she was due to marry died of a heart attack due to a lack of medication. Well, that's not possible because I'm sure health care is free in Venezuela, right? God, I love this. I'm, this I am getting a, a boner the, like the size of a, of a fishing pole right now. This is great. The, the, I told you so in the comeuppance. I mean, I guarantee you all voted this in. You all couldn't wait for Hugo Chavez. My back was against the wall, Jolie said. She said she couldn't even find work as a cleaner because of her Venezuelan accent, so ended up in Calamar, so she turned to sex work. In June, her 19-year-old niece, Milagro, joined her at the brothel. At first, I felt terrible, said the teenager, but she stuck it out trying to help her sick mother her brothers, and two-year-old child. So you were fucking at 16. Her mother has since died <clears throat> beside the financial hardships and obvious unpledgedries of the work. Is this article ever going to get about, like, we estimate that they'd be all right if they didn't spit out children. Besides the financial hardships and obvious unpleasant tr unpleasantness of the work, many women struggle with hiding the truth from their families. What do you think? What do you, what do you, what do you, really? Really? Like, they can't figure it out. Like, oh, our, yeah, our daughter, well, she was a newspaper carrier with her political science degree from uh, Cartagena, you. Uh, she, she went overseas with nothing, and now she's sending us money. I bet you she's a nuclear engineer over in, uh, Cart not Cartagena. Cartagena is Colombia? What's Venezuela? He used to know the cap. Cartagena is Colombia. Venezuela is something else. I'm sure she's working as a chemical engineer at Abbott's lab down in Cartagena. Oh, my God, you women in your dumbass dream. Oh, my God, listen to this. You can't make it up. You can't make it up. Uh, they don't know what I do. Even my mother admits Allegria. No, she knows. It would be too difficult for her after sacrificing five years of her life to pay for my studies. <laughs> She dreams of teaching in Colombia because teachers. If you had an engineering degree, ladies, I don't think you'd have to be splaying your vagina for all the men down there in Calamar. But you know, anything to avoid a real job, right? Anything to avoid a real job. You girls will resort to prostitution to avoid a real job, won't you? And at least some women are honest about it. Yeah, okay, I'll suck dick. Yeah, you know, it makes more money. I'll do that. I, it, it, and, okay, and then tip your hat. Oh, you're a stripper. You're paying your way through college or engineer. Okay, cool. Tip my hat. I think that's a brilliant idea. But you girls, just just to 
great quote from Atham, my good buddy Atham. And it was his father that said, lazy people work twice as hard. And you girls are learning that right now. If you had majored in engineering, you actually went to a real study, doesn't matter if you're in the United States or any other country, if you had become an engineer, you would be immensely better off. Immensely. But I want to become a teacher. What are you going to teach them? How to suck dick and contract STDs? How to spit out kids you can't afford? Here's how you spread your legs and not use a condom. Teachers of dreaming, uh, dreams of teaching in Colombia without a passport, it's impossible. Yeah, fuck reality in law. She tells her loved ones she works in a bakery, but sick of lying, she finally confessed the truth in an emergency team of medics from the doctors of the world in Calhoun. Anxiety, depression, and PSTD. See what worthless degrees in communism results in. I, I, are you going to admit that this is all caused by communism and lies? And kids you can't afford. Are you going to blame it on white people? Now, come on, blame it on Western civilization. I love to see you blame it on us. John James, an MDM psychologist, says the women suffer from anxiety, depression, post-traumatic stress disorder. Well, everybody does know. The fear of the armed men in the region is very real. On top of that, the tropical climate exposes them to run-of-the-mill infections as well as dang a malaria, he added. Then there are sexually transmitted diseases and unwanted pregnancies that result when clients refuse to wear condoms. Well, they're used to that. Who cares? At the MDM hospital, a doctor treats them, fits them with birth control implants, and offers advice. Some break down in tears. Why? Because it's the first one to tell them reality? Around 60 Venezuelans work as prostitutes in Calamar. MDM gives them food, hygiene products, and contraceptives. Back at the bar, they emerge from their siesta into steamy humidity and start preparing for work, applying lipstick, brushing their hair, and squeezing into hot pants and tiny revealing tops. It's an unforgiving life, but not one, but one not without hope. Escape. Escape? What are you going to go? What are you going to do? <clears throat> Former police officer Pamela, 20, went to Jose de Guevara, a three-hour drive from Calamar, for an abortion and managed to continue on to the greater Bogota area. Bogota. Okay, that's the name. She now works as a waitress for $10 a day, only 10% of what she could have in a brothel, brothel, but one she prefers over the one she shared started with in Calamar, where she was basically her pimp's property. So the economy is telling you something. You have 10 times more value because of sex than you do serving as drinks. Think about that. That's the economy telling you something. What does the real world demand? The real world demands sex not you serving men drinks. Did you say serving men? Yes. Because I'm going to get to it later. This guy lied to us, she said ruefully. Imagine that. A pimp down in Colombia lied to you. I, I just... I... Milagro has also found a way out in the form of a pilot she is now dating. Oh, a man comes to the rescue, huh? Oh, but you don't need no man fish bicycle. Mother of four... Other four. Alejandra 37 says she isn't looking for a husband. Of course not. Why would you? Well, who's going to have you by now? One man isn't enough. I need a lot to feed the little one, she says. Her youngest child, just two months old, was fathered by a client. Yeah, because why get abortions? One man isn't enough. I need a lot. Did, didn't you know that getting, in, getting into the socialist government, having the government pay for all this is where the problem started? <laughs> oh, 
Oh, God almighty. We don't have to talk about the costs and consequences of socialism. I'm not going to tell you. Um, <clears throat> I am going to point out here what happens. When all the bullshit is taken away, when, when all the niceties of Western civilization as civilized society is taken away, you get to the core staples of an economy and society. And we are talking food, clothing, and shelter, of which most of you don't have. But may I point out that the only thing that is in demand really in this bare-bones economy is sex. And I'm going to point out to you girls again, and you, you can fight this all you want. You can say it's, it, it is what it is. You know how men have to accept it is what it is that you girls prefer to have a career and uh, going to dad and then rah-rah female. Okay, fine. Well, we're not going to have a kid. We have to accept what it is. You girls are also going to have to accept that the number one thing you offer society is sex, is female beauty. Again, you may not like that. I'm not saying you have to like that. And you can have certainly whatever disagreements and reservations and disgust even about that but the number one thing men want is sex and the reason i'm telling you is because it is what it is this is you can't have any more clear proof than at, at the core of the nucleus of an economy is that men want sex and in exchange for sex you know what we do we produce everything we produce everything we create all the innovations we do all the manual hard labor uh, we, we lay down the railroads, we work the coal mines, we produce electricity, we build nuclear reactors, we create medicines, we, create, we lay down roads. Don't think that, they, you know, everyone, oh my God, women are having to have sex. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, what, really? You want to go work uh, up on telephone poles in the middle of the night at 20 below zero? If you want to make money and have an easy way to success, you might want to have sex. I am not saying prostitution, however. This is where we have to be very clear. right? There's the quick, direct sex. Sex has always been there. Prostitution has always been there. Again, kind of like black markets prove capitalism is a fundamental aspect of human nature. It is the default state of economics is capitalism. It doesn't matter if you have a communist country. There was always a black underground economy. It doesn't matter if you uh, made drugs illegal. There's always a market. There's always a free fucking market because capitalism is human nature. And you know what? Just as sure as capitalism is human nature, so is sex and prostitution. Prostitution has always been there. Vice and booze has always been there. Drugs has always been there. I don't care if it's the fucking Arabs and their theocracies. I don't care how much they crack down. There's always booze, drugs, and prostitution there. Right? It is the heartbeat, the heart line of every economy. And the only reason men get up in the fucking morning is because of sex. Now, it could be children in love. You could make the argument again on the non-prostitution side. It's like, well, we'd like to propagate our species or take a vested interest in our children. We're not going to go there right now. But sex in general. Hang on. And again, you may not like it, but I'm pointing out here where are all these women going? They're all going into prostitution. <laughs> where are the fathers and nobody be saying? What are men willing to pay for? They're willing to pay 10 times the rate for, for sex than they are uh, waitressing, and when you girls come in there with your fucking dipshit degrees and dipshittery studies, the only value you have to men is sex. Now, you say, well, that's men. We women have more of a, we have value. Okay, what? What, what 
are women going to pay other women for? Fashion, marketing, okay, I'll, I'll grant you that. But how much purchasing power do women have? Now, not, not to dismiss the market, or the uh, the fashion industry, or makeup and the beauty and cosmetics. I'm not. I'm not saying that. But the real money, much as it may hate you, girls may hate it. The real money, the real production in throughout society and history has been men. We produce the land. And yes, women have entered the labor market. You still haven't closed the wage gap. You still major in engineering and STEM. You don't major in that. You're not on the evolutionary edge. We have to lower the standards. So you're never, ever, ever going to produce the economic capa- production and capacity of men. You'll never match it. You'll never do it. I'm thoroughly convinced that you, you, you want to uh, uh, pay lip service to the idea, but none of you, well, I can't say none of you, some women are. Some women are honest. They'll go major in engineering, and God bless you all. But as a group, you women are never going to be the producers. That You're never, not as a whole, not as a group. Not when you have to have rules and laws made. That, oh, yeah, we're going to force companies to put you in, in the board of director seats. That's not going to result in production. And so the number one asset you women have is sex, is your youth and your beauty because men are willing to pay for it. Again, you may not like that, but that's what it is. And I cannot point any more clearly than to this stripped down socialist shithole when the when it's brass tacks, when it's on the line, men will pay for sex. They are not going to pay you to be a fucking teacher to some fucking Colombian kid. Because it has no value. None. I mean, God, even even in the, uh, yeah, it's not Western world, but we could say quasi-first world or, or developed nations, developed world. They had that article a couple weeks ago about the Chinese, how they will employ good-looking young women to go in and just, just walk around, just talk to their programmers. Because in China, as in the United States, the vast majority of programmers are men. They acknowledge this. They're no dummies. It's ironic that the communists, quote communists, Chinese communists, more capitalist than Americans ever would think of being, they at least acknowledge reality. They say, hey, men like girls. Shock. Shock. Men want to have sex with girls. Shock. Sexist. I know. Horrible. Hey, you know what? It's the engine that has gotten society out of the caves and into space. Shock. Horrors. Who knew? The power of the pussy really is the the core engine of the economy. And they hire good-looking girls to just walk around and be nice to their male programmers. They just dress nice, not slutty. Uh, You can read the article yourself. They're they're, uh, appropriately dressed. But they're just pretty and they're pleasant. And they ask the guys, do you need a soda? And... It's so sad that that would have, you know, society figured that out long ago in the form of marriage and having a wife. Now, oh, would you like, I'll have a meal, Ray. Oh, you work very hard in the fields, toiling and farming, and, well, I, I got some food prepared for you. They just take that simple thing, and then they apply it to a modern-day uh, uh, computer programming company. Hi, how you doing? How was your day? And, oh, my God. Production goes up. And may I point out, there's no sex involved, no STDs, no actual process. I mean, it's prostitution in a sort of way. But they, you actually, 
You thought about what men wanted. Oh my God. You mean to get the economy going, we might want to actually consider what the, you know, the, the group of people that account for 75% of production, nearly 100% of the innovation and technological events, we might want to ask what they want. And then when, when the rubber hits the road and, it, and it, all, the, all the pleasantries are, are stripped out, oh, you know what men want? Men want sex. They want young female beauty. And then, and if you wanna, if you wanna get the economy to grow, you there was another article. Uh, Thorny read it on his. Um, wasn't an article. Hang on, do I have it here? Uh, it was a study. Where is it? Did I find it? There was a study where they were lamenting the decrease in male labor force participation, and. Um, it was a very well, <clears throat> well researched, very well documented. So the graphs were a bit crude, but they didn't need to be fancy. They just just conveying concepts. Uh, but they basically said, "Oh, you know, with uh, all the advances in technology and all uh, labor force participation been going down, men uh, they can pursue leisure. They stay at home. They don't have to work as much. All the government programs, you know, you could just basically never have to work as a guy if you." If you're a minimalist, da, 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 da. how do we get men out? And they, they ended up, I think their conclusion was we should tax leisure or we should tax bandwidth to get them off social media and force them to get a job. <laughs> we'll pay for a woman. We'll have the life of Julia. Well, we will pay you from birth to death to do whatever you want. Life about men. Oh, hey, we got to get you out into the working force. You can't just be a layabout nothing. You, you work out of the working force. And not once, not once in there did it say, hey, maybe we ought to incentivize men. What, what, what incentivizes men? What, what makes men do things? I wonder if there was something in the world that would make men want to get up in the morning and, and produce stuff. Because, you know, if there's, if there's, you know, right now they're just laying around and playing video games and looking at porn. What, what could we do? What, I know, let's punish them for staying at home. <laughs> Always go to the stick. Oh, fuck the carrot. Let's go right to the stick. Other oh, men, let's beat the shit out of them and, and take away what they enjoy in life and make them, force them. We're a free country, damn it. <laughs> I wonder if there was a positive reinforcement we could introduce to their lives that would make them get a... Nah, could it be good-looking women, right? Nah, let's have biggest beautiful fat acceptance. Let's get all these fat whores that are tatted up and look disgusting and gross and have lip and attitude on top of it. It can't possibly that women have incentivized men to get up in the morning and go slay a saber-toothed tiger or a mammoth. It was never that. Never. I ignore what's happening in Venezuela and Colombia. Ignore, ignore that prostitution has existed since the dawn of time. No, it's not that. Don't introduce hot women into economics ever. Never do that because then we might actually have some fucking economic growth. <laughs> Hang on, I'm writing that down. Introducing hot women into economics. That is, I'm not joking. Hang on, let me write this down. Right there. You know I have no respect for the economics field because they are too busy jerking off and masturbating to the freaking charts and marginal propensity to consume. And aha, we have an equilibrium point. It is, 
So simple. You want to get booming economic growth, you lower everybody's freaking taxes, you allow people to be free as possible, and you make the women hot. Boom. Done. Economics solved. Done. From the wealth of nations to Clary's simple axiom, make women hot. Done. Shut up. Shut up. Sorry, Occam's razor is so efficient and simple that it obsoleted the entire the entire profession of economics. Hot chicks obsolete economics. There you go. Boom. Done. Freedom. Low taxes. Hot chicks. There. That's it. That's it. And no bailouts. None. Low taxes. Hot chicks. Balanced budget. Boom. Done. There's your economics. I solved it for you. And I am not joking when I say I am a fucking economic genius because it is that simple. The only thing is I have the balls to say, yeah, you want, you know, chicks to probably be hot. Because now it introduces this, this concept that, oh, well, what if women want to be fat slobs and all become feminist studies teacher? Well, okay, I don't know who's going to live off of feminist studies. I don't know if that fills stomachs or put roofs over people's heads. But as far as my 43 years in life, as, as I've witnessed, is that most of the shit that gets done and created in society is by men. Again, there are some women that actually do contribute, and thank you, tipping of the hat. But, but the majority of the stuff, especially the technological industry, has been by men. And the reason men came up with it is because we wanted to get laid. And if you deny that, you are a lying sack of shit, and you know it. You know it. You just don't have the balls to be politically incorrect to tell what the truth is. Oh, and on that note, should we do some more sponsors here? Uh, you can go to my other website, olderbrother.com. Check out the Older Brother podcast. And if you go to donate, there's a donate button, but you can just, there's the three ways you can donate. Yes, I have a Patreon. Go patreon.com slash Aaron Cleary. I have a PayPal account. You can find that at olderbrother.com slash donate. The link's there. The main way, if you want to help out the old Cappy podcast, make sure truths like this are going out through the fruited plane, go through my Amazon affiliate program. You could go to olderbrother.com slash donate. You'll see the link to the Amazon affiliate program. You can also go to com. You look to the right. There's an Amazon banner. You click on that. You do all your shopping and your purchases through there. I get a 7% cut. I drive them traffic. It's a, it's a sales commission. You don't pay anything extra? No, you don't have to log in. Do I have to set up an account? No, it's so simple. You All you have to do is you click on it. Well, should I log in? It doesn't matter. <clears throat> if you have an Amazon account, click on that banner, log in, and do your shopping. That's it. I get the commission. I get the cut. You don't have to set up any other new thing or anything like that. Very simple. Um, what else? We got my books. Reconnaissance Man. Bachelor Pad Economics. The Black Man's Guide Out of Poverty. Uh, Worthless. The Young Person's Indispensable Guide to Choosing the Right Major. Enjoy the Decline. Curse of the High IQ. Poor Rich's Retirement. If you read through all those books, you are not going to have any financial problems in the future unless it's external, like you got a health issue or something like that. Or, uh, I don't know, something really bad happens to you outside of your control. Uh, books that are already coming out, but either, uh, they are either out or coming out. We have my best of books, Captain Capitalism Reserved. That's the best of my blog posts. Captain Capitalism Top Shelf that has a new cover with the pinup girl on it. And then uh, Captain Capitalism Love Letters to the Left is coming out. Once RJ gets off his ass... And colors in the, the coloring book. It's a coloring book. You know, there's, there's the thing. He's just got to color it in. Maybe you sent it to me already. I don't know. Uh, 
If you've already bought these books, please review them online. Some, I think uh, I must have hurt somebody's uh, vaginas because Curse of the High IQ is getting a bunch of one-star reviews recently. Okay, she's so mean. And they never criticize the book. They never say, they never criticize what's in it. It's just like, he's mean. It's like, God almighty. The feels. My feels. So if any of you would kindly go and counteract that with bogus five-star reviews, I'd appreciate it. Or just tell an honest review, truthfully. Just give an honest review there. Um, what else? Oh, hang on. New sponsor. The Pence Principle uh, by a Randall Bentwick. Lessons all men must learn, must learn from Fort Kavanaugh. Uh, you know what? I don't want to... Let me give this the proper send-off. Hang on. Let's do this right. Uh, Amazon. His Normally I read from the back to promote the book, but his book description is better principal. Not money principal or the asshole at the school that uh, I'd get in trouble with all the time. Principal, as in moral. Uh, Mike Pence has a policy. He has never he is never left alone with another woman unless his wife is in attendance, and he doesn't attend parties where alcohol is being served without his wife. Our vice president caught a lot of guff for having this somewhat prudish policy. Some even accused him of being sexist, refusing to be left alone with women. But with the carnage and mayhem that was the Brett Kavanaugh, <laughs> that you nailed it there, dude. Carnage and mayhem. That's what it was. But with the carnage and mayhem that was the Brett Kavanaugh nomination. Vice President Pence's policy is starting to look very wise, even clairvoyant. And every man in America should could stand to learn a lesson or two from our Vice President. Be smart. Buy this handbook and learn to practice the Pence principle. Defend your career, your family, yourself, and your life from the false accusations of women today and into the future. And I have read it. I got to do a review of which we paid an enormous amount of money. Remember, if you want me to read your book, and you want to pay me an enormous amount of money, I will do that. Uh, it's very good. It's it's dark, it's sad, but it's very good uh, that sex relations has come to this level. Um, but yeah, it's like dealing with scorpions. Um, oh, we got, uh, there's three customer reviews. So it is relative. When did he publish it? It's relatively recent. Got it a couple of days ago. All right, anyway, so if you guys would uh, <clears throat> check that out. Um, also, the Great Emu War. No, I already talked about that. We talked about the Great Emu War from the Quintessentialist. Oh, other books. <clears throat> Elkins, the Elkins Comprehensive Tax Guide 2019. You guys all know our good buddy Chad Elkins. You can go to elkinscpa.com if you're looking for an accountant. Uh, him and his old man, they always come out with uh, uh, an annual tax guide. So the Elkins Comprehensive Tax Guide for 2019. Exciting reading. Very exciting reading. I um I offered I got uh you guys all know Mary Joe if you don't uh I hired a cute girl to read some of the asshole consulting requests out there and I wonder why I hired her it must be because of her intelligence anyway if you want to see a little TNA reading asshole consulting requests um you can go and look for Mary Joe she's gonna have another one coming up because somebody paid um I said hey I said wait like spruce these up a bit put a cute girl up on the cover and Mary Joe God bless her. Uh, one of those hardworking women who has a degree outside of, oh, I just want to teach. Uh. Uh, she said, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do something, you know, cutesy, kind of pin up -y. And, and And then Chad's dad put the kibosh on it. Egad, bad dad. No fun dad. 
I'm like, ah, come on, because we had an idea. She'd be like dressed up in this sexy accounting outfit. We get the green brim hat, and then the dad, just that standard boring, fuddy duddy CPA. Oh no, he can't. So I'm sorry, Chad. I tried, uh, but then they also have another one: the Elkins Guide Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. That's an exciting sequel. Uh, that is to address the uh, Trump tax cuts. And Jobs Act, uh, <clears throat> which is not totally understood. This was their best effort, so there's a fair amount of guidance in there. Uh, but for those of you tax professionals uh, looking for a guide, you could go ahead and get that. Again, maybe not the most exciting pleasure reading. I don't know if movies are going to uh, be made about these uh, books, but you can go there as well. <clears throat> I talked about my books. Adam Pinkett's books, Run Guts, Pull Cones. And Pushing Rubber Downhill, please visit our buddy Adam over at PushingRubberDownhill.com. Say hi to him. Give him some good cheer and and um, give him a hello. Uh, bust his balls. Maybe I should send him some more Irish Spring soap. I might might skip it. I can't send him a cigars. I tried to send him a cigars and it got sent back. So I guess the Dutch Anti-Fun Brigade, who probably employ Mr. Elkins with the Anti-Fun Brigade, Brigade. Uh, I know, no tobacco sent to our country. So I got my own cigar sent back to me, which had to be smoked. I wonder if they're not going to take them in Holland. It's like, oh, refused gift by the anti-fun authorities in Holland. But they'll take uh, Irish Spring and loofahs. Uh, but anyway, go visit uh, Pushing Rubber Downhill. Uh, we have Asshole Consulting. Go to assholeconsulting.com if you want truth. Truth, use Check that out. Go there if you have a specific situation. Trust you, me, boys and girls. Okay, think about this. Think about this. Okay, pay attention now. <clears throat> Imagine if all those Venezuelan women, before they had kids, contacted Asshole Consulting and paid me a hundred U.S. dollars, which would be very expensive. Let me ask you this. And they paid me the $100 before they spread their legs and spat out kids they couldn't afford. If they each paid me $100, say, should I have kids, more kids than I could afford under a socialist dictatorship government? And I said, simply responded saying, no. That was it. They paid me $100 for me to email back, no. And they followed that advice. Would it be worth it? You damn right it'd be worth it because they wouldn't be getting STDs and being prostitutes in Colombia. That is the power of asshole consulting and truth. I know society doesn't want you to listen to the truth. That's why all of you, millions of you, every year go and major in stupid shit in the liberal arts and the humanities. And anything I can do, you can do better and follow the heart and the money will follow and all that other lies and now you're all racked up more debt than the housing bubble ever did. Maybe it's worth, on average, on average, a $25 email consultation and a $35 video consultation over at assholeconsulting.com. If you have a specific situation you're not too sure about, like I had a kid, says, hey, should I cash in my 401k to pay off my student loans? I looked at the number, like, no, hell no, what are you, an idiot? Don't do that. I charge him 35 bucks. You know what? Saved him at least a couple hundred dollars in unnecessary interest expense and penalty fees. I... I can almost, I can't guarantee you because no economist in his right mind would. I can almost guarantee you there's a, a thousand percent rate of return on my consultation. <clears throat> if you paid me $35 before, you know, let's say you're a, a boy. 
It'd be a dream if every junior in high school contacted the old Capmeister first. And we just did a real quick rundown and assessment of your plans going forward into college and, and adulthood. If every kid, you know, paid me 35 bucks up front, hell, $100 up front. Yes, yes, no, yes, no, no, yes. You'd save hundreds of thousands of dollars. Years, years of your youth, which would guarantee easily a 1,000% rate of return. Yeah, I mean, it's like getting vaccinated against tuberculosis or diphtheria or whatever else you get. You know, just just for God's sake, this, this $50 vaccine is going to prevent tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars worth, or might even prevent death. So go to ASO Consulting. Drop some very, very, very wise money. Have an old fart. Take a look at what you're about to do. Say, oh, no, oh, no, I did that. You don't want to do that. Learn from my mistakes. Learn from my successes. Learn from the wisdom of old farts who are angry and pissed off and actually have the balls to tell you the truth, unlike your parents or your teachers. You do whatever you want. And again, there's no real reason to say words because the bullshit your parents and teachers are telling you is fluff and bullshit anyway. All right, what else we got? Now listen, man, I like the news. You guys like the news? Uh, And from the news, we're in CNN. And under the category, because of course you are. Uh, Sinead O'Connor converts to Islam and changes name to Shuhuadaha. Okay, good for you, lady. Now, many of you are younger and you don't remember or even know of Sinead O'Connor. And that's because she hasn't done anything notable in about 30 years. Um, She is an Irish singer, was an Irish singer. And you're talking your proto-feminist, you know, all the songs were about fighting and, and oppression and sexism and feminism and fighting the English and fighting the Irish and all, and, and just a hateful, shaved her head because of course she did, because of the attentions. Uh, and now, after, I'd have to say two decades, hang on, let's take a look at her wiki entry, because I, I don't know, I'm sure she came out with albums, but it's not... Uh, it's never made it to the thing. Okay, hang on. Uh, Sinead O'Connor wiki. Her her popularity was back in the 80s. Yeah, so now she's born in 66, so she's in her 50s. Okay, post-wall. Nobody cares. I know, as per our previous conversation, I know this may shock you women, but once you go past menopause, that engine of economic growth really has no longer an interest in you. Uh, 2010s. This mother for you, nothing. Music festival. Here's O'Connor ripping a picture of the Pope. Because she hates the Pope. She hates, uh, that's right, she, uh, pro-abortion and, and religion and all that other stuff. Marriages and children, just four children, married four times. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, remarried 87, birth in 95. I'm sure these kids are well-balanced. Fourth child, married a third time, 2010, long-time friend, decision. How long did that? That didn't even last a year, a year. Separated. Married to a therapist. 17 to eight days later, she announced on her website that her marriage had ended. God almighty. Remember, she was held up as like a powerful woman. This is a very powerful woman. 
In 2000, she says that she's a dyke. Of course you are. <clears throat> That's why you married all those guys. In the 1990s, Bishop Mel Cox ordained O'Connor as a priest. What? What is Orthodox Catholic and Apostolic Church? So of course she's a preach, a preacher, a priest. Of course she is. Because you have to, you run to religion. You run to religion because you have nothing else. You have no core. Uh, so she was a priestess. I'm sure that's a that's a legitimate uh, religion there. The Orthodox Catholic and Apostolic Church. Uh, and now today she's uh, a Muslim because of course she is. And uh, I. I could go into the psychology of, okay, why she joined Islam. I kind of feel bad for Islam. Like, why would you take this one? Why would you take this person? I, I kind of look at Islam as much as I, I would probably say I disagree with it the most in terms of religion. At least it hold, at least in theory, I thought it held to its its standards. Like, no, we're going to do this. We're going to kill everybody. All right. You know, kind of disagree with it, but you're adhering to the rules. Uh, and you're going to take this fraud? This gal just jumps from, from one dick to another and one religion to another? This is, she is using the, the, the Muslim religion for attention. This is an old, washed-up woman that has never really produced anything of value except for music to society. And in doing so, having nothing but music has to have something else. Like, I don't know why musicians and artists just can't produce their music and their art. There always has to be some kind of really... I mean, doesn't your music fulfill you? And then she... I mean, come on. She's a religious whore. She changes religions all the time. You can't nail this person down. Do you understand? She's not looking for religion to, to, to give a, a... Because of some kind of morality or she's thinking of some kind of... What is the after or some kind of deep philosophical self-inflecting inventorying of one's soul? She's just shopping around for whoredom. What's popular? What's, oh, look what I'm doing. Look how edgy I am. Oh, great. Good, Sinead. You're a 50-odd-year-old woman. Now go away. Singerette, I'll be given another new name. It will be Shuhada. Good for you. She spells her new name, which means with one who bears witness in Arabic with an apostrophe at the end. Ba 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 ba. Last year, O'Connor changed her name to Magda David, a name she took to be free of parental curses. <laughs> Remember how I said that women are going to pay the price on this one? I know you guys are getting divorced. I know, Adam Piggott. I'm terribly sorry your family was destroyed. I know <clears throat> you boys may have wrestled with the question why. May I point this out? At one, the why really doesn't matter. All that matters is what is because these women have demons to wrestling with. And two, not that everyone's guaranteed to have as, as fucked up of a life as Sinead O'Connor, but need I point out more? You think Sinead is happy, let alone sane? I, I am very much against get in the in the kitchen and be barefoot and pregnant. I am all for women having a career and going and die because I don't think you should just do one thing in life. I think you should other things but my god you want to talk about a case for it yeah maybe you ought to just be barefoot and pregnant getting your ass in the kitchen and make me some sandwiches no 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 we saw what you did the last time Sinead you had 40 different religions you had 50 different cocks you have 20 different children you don't know what the fuck you're doing 
And I'm sure you children are all very psychologically stable and anchored. And she she took a name to be free of parental curses. The nothing compares to to you singer has replaced her Twitter profile picture with a photo that reads, wear a hijab, just do it, alongside the Nike logo. Is Nike turning into like the place of losers and rejects? No, really, you are a reject. You and uh, Colin Kaepernick are rejects. You're losers. You didn't make it. Bada bye, is it a call of prayer? The 51 year old tweet, she is very, very happy. Sure, you are. <laughs> and apologize for mispronouncing some Arabic words during a recitation of the Azan. Come on. Okay, guys, here's what I want. In this, there's got to be some traditional uh, penitent Muslims that got to be insulted by this. You. You gotta be ins- you gotta be insulted by this. Cause if you're not, then because I'm wondering, okay, every religion has its various sects and the divisions and, and sub-religions within it. But there's gotta be the traditional Islamic Muslims out there who are looking to say, what the hell? I mean, is 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 she going to like the 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 gay church where women are allowed to be pastors? You know, and they got the, the rainbow flag. Again, I'm all for gays and women being pastors and priests. I am, because I don't believe in a religion. But it's an insult to the original religion where it's, no, we had these rules. So I'm assuming there has to be some traditional rules somewhere in there about uh, false believers. Like, this is a born-again Muslim. You know, guys know what I'm saying? Somebody help me out. Is there an imam out there that that uh, salaciously lives vicariously through this pod? I, I got to know. I got to know. What what mosque that grew off and fell off the branch of Islam allowed this gal to come in? Uh, I have 1.7 billion in brothers and sisters now. Yeah, yeah, you know what? You just did it to, to belong. Today's page, singer, formerly known as Jimmy Knight, to rip the picture of Pope John Paul II in an appearance at a UF television show. Well, then you became a, a priest. She was then ordained as a priest by a bishop of the fringe Catholic Latin Trinidadine Church in Lourdes, France in 1999, was renamed Mother Bernadette Mary. Okay, that's what I want to know. Is there the dead branch Islam equivalent of the Catholic Latin Tridentine Church in Lord's France. Is there something like that where you guys like disavow like, oh no, oh no, that's not us. That's not us. Hey, we we suicide bomb our enemies, all right? We're legit. <laughs> We're 100% legit, all right? I don't know what those crazy guys are doing over there. Uh, criticized the Catholic Church of the child sex abuse scandal in cohesion or cohorts with uh, longtime lover and friend Chris Beckloff. She dubbed the Vatican a nest of the devils, calling for the creation of an alternative church that she and her sex slave, Chris Beckloff, planned to establish. No funding was received under Chris Beckloff's GoFundMe account. Uh, ground was never broken. I'm sorry, Chris. I'm sorry. I kid. I kid. Give an old Chris a little bit of the ribbon there. Ba-da-ba, ba-da-ba. In 2015, the mother of four posted on her Facebook page that she had overdosed in the wake of a custody battle. God almighty. <clears throat> oh, my God. The youngest at ba-da-ba-da-ba. Following year, O'Connor was reported missing in Chicago when she did not return from a bike ride, but police found her a day later. 
Last year, she posted a tearful video of herself discussing her mental illness. And this is coming from CNN. You know, CNN would normally try to promote, like, look what a strong, independent woman. Even there saying, oh, God, we can't save her. She's a wreck. The footage shows her crying in a motel room and lamenting that her family has abandoned her in the wake of her mental health issues. Are oh, you just a grade A bitch? Maybe, maybe that's, I don't know. People who suffer from mental illness are the most vulnerable people on earth. Oh, shut up. You've had everything handed to you. Well, not handed. You had to make some music. You, you, you had everything. You had everything. And you're selfish and you put yourself first and you've abused and used everyone around you, including an entire religion. Two entire religions. Now, I might, Christianity and now Islam. I'm not kidding. Next week, she's going to become a rabbi. It's some weird ass fucked up non-authentic Jewish synagogue place. All right, what else we got? <clears throat> League of Extraordinary Podcasters, 405media.com, Financial Survival Network with Carrie Lutz, Kanto Talk, Silvio Kanto, C-A-N-T-O, O'Shea Jackson over on YouTube, Economic Invincibility, Jim Fear, who had a horrible um, uh, seizure, Broken vertebrae, uh, split tongue. Oh, just horrible. Uh, so, Jim, I hope you're doing all right. Check him out at jimfear138.blogspot.com. TJ Martinell, small-scale life, world-class bullshitters, entrepreneurs in cars, Michael Kingswood, who you can find at noncommunistsciencefiction.com, and Dr. David Perodin, the safety doc at safetyphd.com. Please check out all those guys. It's another reason I want to record this so I didn't have to do it on YouTube. just wanted to do that. And that's it. All right. Uh, subscribe, like, doody-doo, bada-ba, BDB. See you all later. Toodles.